prospect news and analysis. This is Hockey Prospect Radio with Shane Malloy and Brad Allen. All right, we're back chatting about the 2024 draft, some prospects that we didn't get a chance to talk about last week, and we'll continue to talk about them as we progress towards the 2024 draft, and then we get into our four draft preview shows, eight hours of it. So, Brad, let's talk about another defenseman in Noel France. And this is like this is where I find it interesting how the trends of the NHL has changed a little bit. And you find the six foot, maybe the six foot, 200 pound defense when they're fully grown. Where do they fit? And then what skills do they need to separate themselves from the vast majority of other players with some similar physical like attributes in that respect? So thoughts on Noel France and in terms of, of a defenseman and where you think he sort of falls because look, and we talk about the J 20 numbers, you know, and they can be, they can blow up really easily. It's a, it's a league where there's um, a lot of chaos and guys can take advantage of that and they can get a lot, produce a lot of points. So you got to take that a little bit with a grain of salt in, in that respect, but thoughts on him overall. And I know we got a couple of games up at the SHL this year so far, but how do you think he's progressed as we're leading towards the U 18s and then into the draft? Well, one of the questions I get asked often is why do NHL scouts rank players so differently than online scouts? <laughs> that's, a, that's a big one. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I'm fortunate enough to get to bridge that, right? I, I have an opportunity to talk to NHL scouts and, and I'm an online public scout. So it's one of those situations where this is a perfect example of the difference in thinking between an NHL team and somebody who's just doing this publicly is Noel Franzen is a 5'11 defenseman with offensive talent, but a lot of defensive issues at his size. And so NHL staff take in risk into consideration at a far greater degree than an online scout would because the NHL staff has to. Well, and that, that right there, they are going to lose their job. And that right there is the fundamental difference between being on an NHL staff and being an online scout who gets to just throw a name around, right? So with with Franson, in Franson's case, what's really interesting about him is I find he's one of those players that does bridge both ways. So what I mean by that is that usually when you have a defenseman that, that's smaller, um, even if they're putting up production, doesn't mean much unless they still project to be an NHL caliber defenseman. In Franzen's case, when you're looking at a smaller player, you need to take into consideration their energy level. A defenseman needs to project to have a ton of energy so that he can compensate for his lack of range because he needs to cut down that much more, right? He has a lack of yeah. length. He has the inability to box out correctly at the rate a larger defenseman typically would, right? When you project them at the NHL level, this, this applies to transitional rush defense. This applies to a whole lot of happening in the defensive zone. He needs to stay above water in the defensive end long enough so that his production theoretically that he could generate will actually be there to pop because he needs the minutes to play. He's not going to get those minutes unless he can be trusted enough, right? And that comes down to playoff hockey as well. So what's interesting about Franzen for me is that he checks some of these boxes that are very, very significant. He's a very gifted skater. He's an explosive athlete, especially in his first three steps, which will help him. And then he really cares. And I know that sounds like, oh, does that really, like, there's other athletes who care and they don't get to play. You're right, but it's the base. You you must bring enough there in order to show that you want to make a difference, right? One, one of the issues with Sam Gerrard's game, you know, this goes back to his draft year. It's always been up to debate is can he be a playoff contributor at the rate needed, right? Um, 
can given consideration that yes, he's a brilliant puck mover and has offensive weapons, and he's one of the best peelers off of pressure you'll ever see with his spinning and his ability to uh, use his edge work. But when it comes to the defensive assignments, he's kind of there sometimes, right? And that's what the the question that NHL teams are asking themselves right now with this kid is: Can he be there enough? And right now, from what I saw in the SHL, I was very impressed, and that gave me pause because I had this kid as no draft, and this is what you said. We'll give him time. Let's see. Let's see what he looks like after Christmas. And well, he's improved. He's starting to, to figure things out. He's starting to understand that more defense leads to better offense. And another thing that's very fascinating about this player is he's not, you know, he's not a dynamic uh, offensive player, but he's a remarkably dynamic thinker when it comes to seam recognition and evaluation from the point. That's why he has so many goals. And so it's it's a subtle trait that that gives him his production. It's not one that pops. It's not a highlight reel trait. It's subtle. That doesn't mean it's not effective. So he's a very interesting player when you project him long-term. If, as you suggested, can he get to six feet, six one, and get to 190? If that happens, and then Shilteen drafts this kid in the fifth, sixth, seventh round where he should get drafted, then you might have something very interesting. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that because that's um, that's the debate. And then that's the, you know, potentially the advantage of having a kid from Europe is because you can leave him there a little bit longer and cook before you bring him into the American Hockey League if you think that's the right spot for him. Let's talk about Nathan Villeneuve. Uh, you know, interesting from him out of Sudbury as a centerman. And where do you th- where do you fit him in in this draft grouping at this time? Because this is where guys have to get pushed down, even if they have some offensive production. Because you just got to figure out what what's their role. What are they going to be? Even though if the player doesn't recognize what what his role is going to be at a pro level, you have to recognize that earlier. Mm, so early in the season, floor was exceptionally high because his compete, we're talking about another competitive player, very competitive yeah. player. Then you factor in the skating. This kid, he's not as fast as Oliver Moore, but in mechanically, I'd even argue he's maybe even more efficient in some ways than Oliver Moore. He's that good a skater, a very gifted skater, top 10 skater in this class. So you, you factor in the skating, you factor in the competitive nature of the kid, and you factor what he's willing to do on the ice. He's, he's willing to do anything he needs to, right? Uh, complimentary piece on one shift. He'll be the line driver going through the transitional, uh, uh, going through the neutral zone transition over the offensive line in another. Uh, he could set up his teammates. He can finish occasionally. But can it come together cohesively enough where you could suggest he's a top nine forward long-term? That was the the current issue we had when we were looking at evaluating him the last couple of months. What I found recently is that he's starting to put everything together. His catch and release is more significant than I I, uh, first thought. And then when you look at his playmaking evaluations, he's one of those, he's one of those players that does it right, where he's very driven and energetic on the ice, but it doesn't allow him uh, to overstate his game, meaning like throw pucks away uh, and be inefficient or make blind passes too often. He doesn't do those things. He's actually a very efficient playmaker, despite being very high energy. And that's a difficult balance. Sounds it's like it's a, a very difficult balance. In the NHL. Maybe more. And, and that's what's very interesting about this player. Because if he's more, then he's very, very useful. Extremely useful. He's, a, he's one of those players that you project to be... Uh, when you when you project a, a player we just talked about, like Franzen, what you're, what you're drafting is primarily for the regular season to get you there. He's a, I'll get you to the playoffs. Yeah. With Villeneuve, he's one that's built for it. That's the yeah. difference, right? And that's how that's, that's part of the valuation. Got uh, less than three minutes less left. Let's talk about Dominic Bedinka as a D-man, 6'3". Well, he's lanky still at 180-odd pounds, right-handed shot. Thoughts on him out of Malmo's system and, and what you think the upside is? 
So he has one of the better curves I've seen out of any prospect this season. When I first evaluated him in, in uh, uh, J20 over in Sweden, is uh, is a Malmo system. I I thought he was unbelievably raw. Like it was just tossing pucks away. Didn't know how to take risk into consideration to any zone. And it, it was one of those situations where it's okay. Six three skates relatively well. Good tool kid. Um, decent hands for for a bigger kid. Um, but not not a lot happening there that I'm very interested in. Um, flash forward and the kid gets called up to SHL. And I I'll be honest with you. When he first got called up, I was like, it's not going to last. And he'll play, you know, typical six, seven, eight minutes, which is is usual for a first year eligible playing the SHL. There's not much ice in the SHL. It's a good league. And that didn't happen at all. Instead, he stayed in the SHL. He's getting 18 minutes some nights, 20 minutes some nights. So holy, what's going on? So you you look at him now and it's unbelievable. The kid went from, again, throwing pucks away, not evaluating risk correctly and being just, just not a very good player, quite frankly, to being clean and efficient and reliable and shutting down opposing uh, uh, forwards at the SHL level already, showing a physical side to him. He's got a chip on his shoulder occasionally. He's, he's hard to play against down low around his net area, and that's what you want. He already is understanding how to use his leverages to advantages uh, to his advantage when it comes to stick pressing and stick lifting and getting inside and turning players around at the time they need to so they can't deflect pucks uh, at his goalie, things like that that really matter. Uh, and then you look at him at the line and – there's a bit more there than you think he was playing power play one when he was in j20 and some of that's translated the line where he has he has enough poise he has enough of those things so he went from basically a watch to me to absolutely a bona fide draft pick and now it's just trying to evaluate and figure out just how high do you put him and what will his role be right now he looks like an insulator but he went from a no draft to me to maybe a top a top four insulator in the span of a couple of months. And again, that's what happens during drafts. And, and I know for some people it's like, well, it looks bad because you're yo-yoing players around. I, I honestly think it's one of those situations where I I, I should have done it more earlier in, in my career when I started doing this, because you need to be able to mentally reframe on prospects yeah. or you'll get them wrong. Yeah. And, and and that's the case with Dominic Bedink. It comes down to mental reframing. I, I, I miscalculated, I misevaluated what the kid was going to be. Happens all the time. We're all in the same boat. Uh, We're going to take a short break on Hockey Prospect Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back after this. Every play, every stat, every breakdown. On their own, they're essential. But all together, they're undeniable. Introducing Huddle Instat, a new advanced data platform that integrates with sports code and every Huddle product you rely on to create an all-in-one data powerhouse. Huddle Instat's advanced tagging and next-level stat reports help you develop your team, and its global film library helps you find the missing piece to get the most out of every second of film. Visit huddle.com backslash HPR to learn more. The Junior Prospect Hockey League is Western Canada's newest elite developmental stream for student-athletes looking to take their game and studies to the next level. The JPHL features professional coaches and skilled development coaches, along with comprehensive practice, game, and academic schedule, allowing athletes to be successful in a more cost-effective model compared to similar hockey and school programs. To learn more and see why the JPHL is the ideal choice for your student-athlete and family, visit JuniorProspectsHockeyLeague.com. Fractal Hockey Consulting. Everything we do, we believe in challenging the status quo in hockey. We believe in thinking differently. We provide interdisciplinary solutions that are personally designed, simple to use, and user-friendly. 
through an integrated series of best business practices, and we design solutions for both hockey operations and hockey business operations. Contact us at fractalhockey.com.